Blog Talk Radio. Coming to you since 1997 on KKUP Radio with over 250 guests and still going strong in their 12th year of weekly broadcasting, the International Taz and Paula Show brings to you expansive, engaging, and groundbreaking intensity on radio and now on the Internet airwaves today. Listen live every Thursday or visit Embracing Mother Earth's archives, exclusive articles, Ask questions and receive actual answers from guests anytime at TazAndPaulaShow.com. Taz and Paula's special guests are experts coming from all walks of life, energizing our lives with a passion that inspires and teaches us with each of their compelling personal life journeys, with roots from ancient wisdom and bridging it with modern science. We hope today's show touches the wisdom of your heart. And now... Taz and Paula. Well, good morning, everyone. We're waiting for... Oh, here she is. Here's Taz. Just a moment. Good morning, Taz. Good morning, Paula. <laughs> how, are, how is everyone? Fine. We have John with us. Oh, Our great. Awesome Hi, guest. John. Hello. <laughs> He's our awesome guest, John Rotz. Is true visionary. John, the founder of and CEO of the Visioneering Group, is a modern-day Renaissance man, a skilled and experienced communicator, strategist, administrator, musician, teacher, and entrepreneur. It, the list goes on. He's the thread that runs through uh, what's happening now. We have some exciting things coming up. John's professional life is an abiding commitment to others, excellence, and success, and to the unfolding process that's lifting all of humanity to a new level of etherical and spiritual expression. John will be sharing with us today about his ongoing newest project, GATE. John is one of the founders, along with the international best-selling author, teacher Eckhart Tolle, and actor-activist Jim Carrey. They all came together and ignited the GATE organization, also known as the Global Alliance of Transformational Entertainment. And today, John will be sharing the next step. He has a petition, and we'll be talking about that soon. You are now listening to the International Taz and Paula Show, and I'm Paula. And I'm Taz. Now, this petition is designed to let the entertainment industry hear from people who want their entertainment to be full of meaning, emotion, inspiration. We are talking about thought-provoking journeys of the heart and mind. This petition calls for those who have the power to create TV, movies, and other entertainment vehicles to imbue them with positive values that spark a light switch support for global transformation. Earlier this year, Paula and I were fortunate to attend a two-day GATE event in Beverly Hills where many top leaders, entertainers, performers, change makers met and shared their creative ideas um, for igniting a heart-mind connection by incorporating new ways to write script, produce movies, documentaries, and other varied forms in order to bring forth imaginative ways of changing lives in every corner of the world and um, learning how, truly how, how to um, have a heart connect with um, our viewers and our listeners. Well, actually, Taz, we were only there one day, but it sure felt there was so much to uh, absorb. It was like two days. There's so many speakers and musicians. It it was just incredible. Just to let everyone know, the GATE organization is open to anyone who works within the creative community and the members of the general public who wish to support the mission of expanding transformational entertainment and media. John Rutz is always uh, so it's We're so excited to have John with us today, and we want to welcome you to our show. Thank you. And John, I you know it was just so inspiring for Taz and I to be in the audience at your last Gate uh, event. Uh, there were young um, filmmakers, and they were all sharing things with each other and uh, excited about what's going on. So you've really uh, are helping those who are just getting their uh, films out to the public, and we want to thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And you know, it isn't just filmmakers. Actually, the Global Alliance for Transformational Entertainment 
is inclusive of all forms of entertainment, media, and arts content. So one could be a choreographer, one could be an animator, or a nonfiction author, a musician, a poet, a filmmaker, uh, a television producer. Um, any form of entertainment, media, or art content is, is welcome to participate in the GATE experience. Well, well, we experienced uh, an, a poet that was very exciting to experience his work. It was really um, a beautiful adventure just listening to the way he put things together. So Yes, yeah. yes. <laughs> and that was uh, such an incredible event. I mean, I just couldn't believe how much energy that was behind it all. And um, I know that I was... Uh, we were, went up, said hello to you, and you were so gracious to everyone. And I know you had so, so much to, going on right then, and you were just so calm. I just, it was unbelievable. Well, thank you. You know, it was a a, um, a wonderful event. We had almost 2,400 people there from the entertainment and media and arts communities, as well as the uh, many many wisdom thought leaders, and. What we're hoping to do, the basic idea of GATE, is to bring together all of those individuals in the entertainment, media, and arts domains who are professionals and who are transformationally predisposed and who have a sense that they want to bring more of that experience of transformation into their work and through their work to the world. So... Um, what you brought up earlier about the petition, um, I'll just give you, a, if I may, a little little background about that. Okay. Um, over the last oh, 20, 25 years, um, we have been uh, bringing um, many transformational ideas and practices to the attention of the media. And, you know, over, those, over that period of time, we discovered that Hollywood, and I'll, I'll use that in quotes, the Hollywood community has largely ignored the audience that, that we would call the cultural creatives. Um, these are the people who are at the leading edge of our culture and helping facilitate a lot of the personal, uh, social, and global change happening on the planet today. And yet Hollywood you know, basically ignores that market, partially because they don't know about it and partially because uh, they... They, they may know about it, but they're uncertain about its economic prowess and whether or not people will spend money on this kind of content. So what we are trying to do through the programs and initiatives of GATE is to help bring more awareness of the cultural creative market and the fact that it is a multi-multi-billion dollar market in terms of entertainment, media, and arts consumption to the attention of Hollywood so that Hollywood will become more engaged, more interested in, and more engaged in creating content that speaks more to who we are today, and perhaps more importantly, who we want to become. And that's a, a main mission of GATE. Well, uh, how many signatures do you have at this point? You know, I honestly don't know. <laughs> I don't really. I don't really. <laughs> I don't really track that information, um, at least at this point. I'm sure I will at a certain point in time. But we have been getting, uh, I know many people have been signing the petition. And by signing the petition, it is an electronic petition at the gatecommunity.com, uh, I'm sorry, gatecommunity.org website. Um, by signing it, they're simply agreeing that, yeah, we want to have more content that addresses our needs and speaks to who we are and who we want to become. And our goal is to reach somewhere between one and two million signatures, and it will be one of the tools that we use to help acquaint Hollywood with the cultural creative audience in terms of numbers. And we hope that it will help them understand that this is a genre, and it's more than a genre, but it is a genre that many, many people would like to have more content from. Well, I know some of the uh, movies and films that I've gone to, uh, when you get out, they have like a questionnaire asking people, do you like, want more of this type of uh, 
film or do you, and so I would think that would help also. Yeah, although that's pretty small because again that's generally done on a um like on a per film basis and since there aren't that many of these types of films yet um being distributed especially theatrically um it's it's a long road to to go down. We wanted to short circuit that process so we thought well let's just let's just do an electronic petition to and again this is just one tool that we are employing to help bring, um, uh, you know, trend, the transformational genre to the attention of Hollywood. But it'll be an important one, so we certainly ask all of your listeners to go to the gatecommunity.org website and, and sign that petition to support transformational entertainment and media. Plus, they'll be able to find out John? what you're doing. Pardon me? Is there a deadline? There's no deadline. Um, there, is, there is a hope that we will achieve these one to two million signatures uh, before our next gate event, which is on February 2nd. But honestly, it's an artificial deadline. We'll, we'll be happy to get them whenever we can get them. But if we had one million or two million signatures by February 2nd, it would be fantastic because it would be a nice announcement at um, our next event on, uh, on that day. Uh, have you been recognized? Go ahead. I was say, have you been recognized uh, have you gotten any feedback uh, at this point of what you're doing and uh, by any anybody in particular? From Hollywood. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, you know, number one, this is Gate, and I just a little background. Gate was started by Eckhart Tolle, Jim Carrey, and myself um, officially on June 4th, 2009. We had a we had an inaugural event at Fox Studios here in Los Angeles, and we had an auditorium. Uh, with a capacity of 500 seats, and we filled every seat. And not only that, we turned away almost 1,600 people. Between that event and the event we had this year in February, February of 2012, we had a series of different events like film screenings and workshops and seminars and so forth, smaller. But then this past February, we did what we called Gate 2, and again, people can see more information about Gate 2. They can watch videos of Eckhart Tolle, Jim Carrey, Paul Ray, um, Annie Lennox, uh, Jim Carrey, a whole bunch of people on our website. And they can also look at the program so they can see what the event was. And at that event, we had 2,400 people. And um, we, we expect to sell out our next event uh, in February of, of February 2nd of next year before the end of this year. And, of course, Eckert will be there and Jim and Dan Millman and a whole bunch of really interesting people. Oh, it's wonderful. I mean, if anybody out there, I, I recommend it. I mean, even Thank if you. you're not in the industry, it's, it's wonderful. Well, yeah, and even if, even if, even if um, you're not in the industry, that is the entertainment, media, or arts um, businesses. Um, but you support the idea of entertainment media content that uplifts and inspires and teaches and uh, imparts wisdom, then, then support this mission of transforming the world by transforming entertainment and media. Um, the... You know, while we while we primarily want to work with people in the business because they have the wherewithal to get things done in the business, we need the support at the grassroots level. We need people to step up and say, I want more of this kind of content. Um, and by the way, this content doesn't have to be dry, boring. Um, I know m some films that come out in this category that are labeled trans uh, transformational some people use the term spiritual cinema or conscious media. It tends to be, frankly, boring. It's a lot of talking heads, and we do not support that or endorse that. We're very, very big on creating um, entertainment and media content that is entertaining and that, in, that, it, that inspires at the same time. They're not mutually exclusive. They go hand in hand because if someone isn't entertained, even even in the context of wisdom, um, oftentimes, then they're not going to pay attention. But when something is made um, entertaining, and I use that word in a very broad sense, uh, then they tend to pay more attention. And there, have, there are many examples out there of, of, 
of 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 art uh, of work works like films and so forth that that are entertaining. And by the way, Hollywood has been creating transformational content. They just didn't label it as such, nor did they market it or distribute it as such, or even appeal to that kind of an audience. We could even go we could go back to the film It's a Wonderful Life with Jimmy Stewart. That was a transformational film. More recently, Avatar, that is a transformational film. I think there, that every single year there are films that could be called transformational. Um, so it isn't like Hollywood hasn't been doing that. It just now Hollywood has gotten into a uh, – they've sort of painted themselves into a corner where they produce these mega-budget films filled with special effects, action, adventure, blow it up, and all of that. And that's fine. You know, some, some people want that and like that. But that's not for everybody. And, in fact, there are millions and millions of people here and around the planet who want content, again, that speaks to who they are and that shows them uh, more of what life can be and helps restore that connection, that inner connection. I always call um, the silent majority of people. People don't know that we're here, but we are. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So so uh, your petition will <laughs> prove that. Yes, yes. And, you know, I, I, to, to, to the point you just made, I, you know, Paul, Paul Hawken, uh, his book, Blessed Unrest, uh, speaks to, to the point you just made, that there are millions and millions of people joining together in various organizations and even companies that are a part of this cultural creatives market, if you will. Um, and it is a market. In fact, these days I like to talk in terms of the economy and ecology of, entertain- of transformational entertainment media because, you know, over the last 30 or 40 years, all of us, probably every single listener and, and, and both of you have participated in growing this genre. And now it's time we've, we've kind of all matured and we want media that represents who we are. And we have it in the form of a radio show like yours. We have it in the form of printed publications like here in Los Angeles, we have LA Yoga and uh, the Life Connection and Whole Life Times and Vision and Awareness and others. And you have Common Ground Up in your area and, and others. And there are hundreds of those around the United States. We don't have very many television programs addressing uh, our, our needs. And we need a lot more films. And not just for the sake of, you know, because we want to be entertained, but because we know these films or television content or whatever the content happens to be, can inspire people, can turn them on to new ideas about living a sustainable life and turn them on to new ideas about deepening their inner journey and about expanding their lives. So this is why we're doing it and why we invite all of your listeners to join with us. John, I have a question. Do you have... um a, anything set up, or have you thought about setting up anything in advance to the gate three where people um, might have um, a script or a book or a video, maybe a piece of art or poetry that they would they would send um, to a particular address that they would share their um, their gift with yes. With the As gate a matter community. of fact, on our gate website, which again is gatecommunity.org, there is an application for presenters and performers. So again, whether somebody um, is a you know a hip hop dancer or a poet or someone who sings a cappella or a, or a full band or a filmmaker who's created a short or a feature or uh, a wisdom leader who wants to share their particular brand of wisdom and can relate it to entertainment, media, content, and on and on and on. An artist, they can complete that application, and we have a, an editorial board who reviews all of the applications coming in, and then um, you know, people are brought to my attention that um, they feel I should you know, be aware of. And there's a possibility, uh, we won't guarantee it, of course, but there's a possibility that 
um, if enough people within the editorial board like what that particular person is offering, that they could become a presenter or performer at GATE. What an opportunity. Well, it's an opportunity for everybody. And by the way, I, I don't know about you, but um, you know, I, I, I generally attend a lot of conferences and expos and seminars and workshops and other types of you know, larger scale events. And I have found that I'm not going as frequently these days because it tends to be the same old, same old uh, message or people over and over again. And so, exactly. yeah, so, you know, we decided, and I, I won't name names, but we all know who the, you know, the, the people who ride the circuit over and over again are. And that's fine. You know, they're good. They have something to offer. But there's so many more people out there who have gone so far beyond what is generally being offered at these conferences now. So at GATE, we've taken the position that we need to be at the leading edge, not following, but leading. So we, we have a, a, a ratio of, of about 70-30, where we're going to have 70% people, uh, presenters and performers, who are at the top of their game, who are transformationally oriented, um, but may not have the household name that a lot of other people do, but in our opinion, they are at the leading edge. And then we'll have 30% or so people who are well-known um, who tend to help anchor the event. But we really want to start you know, changing up even the dynamic at, at what is being offered because you know, we need variety, and there are people out there um, whose work has surpassed um, what's currently available and deserve to be uh, experienced. Well, I think there was uh, several, several times throughout the gate um, to event that it was like a jaw-dropping event, and I think we sat there stunned with with what came out. It, it was yes. just incredible, and to view this, it brings it brings everybody an imagination that the yes. That begins to spread it in your thought system. That beautiful. Wow, you know, I, you know, it's just opening doors in the brain. Yeah, (laughs) no, it it really does, doesn't it? Yeah, and you know, yeah. um, I, when we were putting the program together, um, I made a decision that I didn't want to list times in the printed program of the events because I didn't want people referencing psychological time. I wanted them to, you know, be in the moment experiencing with the whole group what was to be experienced, what was ever being offered in that moment, because it generated a really wonderful energy that I think everybody there attended and felt. And it'll be the same next time. Um, this, this past event on, on February 2nd of this year, uh, February 4th of this year, um, started at about 9 a.m., and um, it, the event essentially ended at about 3 a.m. the next morning, and we lost very few people of the 2,400 gathered. Uh, most stayed for the entire uh, proceedings. And we, we do have two events. We have the Gate Transformational Story Conference, which is more of a hands-on workshop to help you um, better understand the laws and the principles and the how-tos of, transform- of creating transformational stories and sharing transformational stories. And then uh, Gate 3 is more of a celebratory event that starts at 6.30 and goes until whenever it ends. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it, it, the audience was different also. Um, it's like everybody around you started, you know, it's like started talking and people exchanged phone numbers. And it was just, I mean, the enthusiasm and the, the love and the warmth with yeah. All and by the way, that's exactly. I, I th- thank you for bringing that point out. That's exactly what we want. In fact, Gate has three uh, distinct missions. The first one is education. The second one is connection and collaboration, and the third is advocacy. But you just pointed to the second mission: connection and collaboration. What we really want to see is people who come to Gate events coming together meeting one another, sharing ideas, sharing resources, whether it's money or advice and guidance or contacts or any other type of resource that would help bring 
more transformational content to the foreground and help it receive distribution. That's what we want to see. Well, people can get involved. You know, they can become a member. They can become a volunteer. Yep. Um, you know, they can donate. They can, you know, uh, strike up new ways to look at things. I mean, it's just thank you. Amazing. Yes, yes, beautiful. And you know, uh -huh. I we we speaking of donation, we we just became we we started out as what is called technically a 501c6, which was a trade membership organization, but. Truthfully, it was so difficult that we decided to become a 501c3, which is a nonprofit educational organization, so that when people contribute money to GATE, uh, the money is tax deductible, whereas it isn't under the former uh, or, uh, organization. So um, we, we certainly welcome donations. We need that money to, to survive and to continue developing our programs and initiatives. We certainly welcome volunteers. We need help in, in every area. And we have, what, we have about 40 people right now, um, and, and I, I, I really want to acknowledge these people. They, um, we call them the Gate Leadership Circle. And these are people who are giving of themselves selflessly. They do not receive any payment whatsoever. Right now it is an all-volunteer organization. But they believe so heartfully and so mindfully in the mission of transforming the world by transforming entertainment media that they give of themselves on every level to help birthgate in the world. Um, and there, are, as I say, there are about 40 of them. And um, we, we love uh, gender and ethnic balance, which reflects the world and which I think was just reflected in our election uh, a couple days ago too. So Gate strives to make sure that we have women in seats of power to make sure that we have uh, people of color, um, of different ethnic backgrounds, and, and, and that both genders are, are well represented in the organization. And uh, uh, bringing people in from all different cultures just adds to the, uh, um, the soup. I, you put it all together and it comes yeah. out wonderful. <laughs> well, it's the spice, isn't it? Yes, yes. Yeah. I mean, you know, when you have all of these different understandings and life experiences, um, you know, it, it, it really makes the organization very spicy and tantalizing. And I feel that's what uh, GATE is developing into right now. Now, now John, were you gone to other um, areas, uh, other countries, or um or is it just in this area? Yeah, I love your questions. You guys really, that's <laughs> great questions. <laughs> um, well, as a matter of fact, we are going to be opening a local chapter in New York City um, probably around March or April of next year. And then we intend to open a local chapter in the San Francisco Bay Area uh, oh, shortly thereafter. And we have had, um, to date, uh, inquiries from about from people in about 70 countries who want to establish local chapters in their respective countries. And we're, we're not ready to take that on yet because that's, that's almost a, like operating a whole other organization. We've got to make sure that this one is stable financially and otherwise. But um, as far as opening a few local chapters in the U.S., absolutely. And again, we start with New York and San Francisco uh, next year. I can't wait till you come to San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> <You're really close. laughs> Me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what sparked, were you taking a shower one day and did this just dropped into your head to do an event like this? Well, um, again, a, a great question. Uh, I have not shared much about the how, how this originated, um, but I'll share a bit of it with you right now. Um, and I can actually trace the roots. If, if we want to get technical, I can trace the roots of, of this idea back to 1967. But more recently, um, maybe starting in 2007, um, I, and I, the only thing I can say is that this emerged from within. The idea for GATE, of course, emerged from within. Um, and the, way I, the reason I express it that way is... Um, I, 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 I can't take credit for it. 
um, it really felt like an emergence and a, like it was fully formed and fully developed. And my role, my job was to help guide it into, into physical reality, that is to become an organization. But it's not like John sat down and said, okay, I'm going to do this now and this is the idea and so forth. No, it was more like I experienced or witnessed the emergence of the idea. And then I went to Eckhart Tolle and I shared the idea with him and asked him for his thoughts about it. And we discussed it. And then I, you know, I mentioned that I was, you know, that, that the idea also emerged to do an event here in Los Angeles to sort of test the waters and see if, you know, there, there are enough people who are ripe for this idea and ready for it. And I, I said, if I do the event, Eckhart, would you, would you do a keynote address at it? And he said, yes, absolutely. And then um, I, knew that it, I knew that if I had Eckhart that I needed, you know, one other person. So I went to, to Jim Carrey, who um, is a friend and a colleague, and I shared with Jim that uh, Eckhart had agreed to uh, speak at this event and to co-found the organization with me, and I asked Jim if he would do the same, and he said, absolutely. So um, we, the three of us formed the organization, um, and we had our first event, and, and as they, you know, true to their word, uh, Jim presented, and I think that video has been seen by hundreds of thousands of people around the, the planet right now, um, and Eckhart spoke. And um, so over the last, you know, two-plus years, we've really just been creating the organization and taking our time. And we've made a few, you know, mistakes and or missteps here and there, but we've corrected. It's been a learning experience and continues to be, and uh, it's getting very exciting now. <laughs> Now, you said it started in 1967. Well, I can trace the roots because, you know, for me, um, I, I, you know, this is just me, but I, I tend to relate everything to um, the spiritual path that I've traveled. Um, and, and my particular path started in about 1967. And I had a couple of um, unusual experiences, inner experiences at that time, that you know opened me in a particular way and of course this is a common story that pretty much everybody in in this this community at large has had and um mine happened to be um, connected to music though and it it helped me understand that there is something very very primordial about music and about the ability of music to heal and and communicate um in ways that that other um, uh, forms of entertainment and media don't communicate. And um, so that caught my attention, and I started watching that um, over the years and even started a couple of companies, one back in 1977 called uh, Vena Productions, which was um, kind of a production company to uh, bring transformational entertainment to the market, and various other um, moments that were pivotal, including one in 1979, when I first moved to California, um, I, was, I was working with the magician Doug Henning. Um, and shortly after that uh, gig uh, was completed, um, I was hired by Ned Beatty, who's an actor. He was in Deliverance and Network and Superman and literally hundreds of movies as a character actor over the years. And Ned hired me. And um, as a part of that job, we started a little organization with a very pretentious-sounding name called the Council for the Enlightenment of the Entertainment Industry. And uh, what we were attempting to do at that point was teach meditation to people in the entertainment and media businesses. Both Ned and I were practitioners of Transcendental Meditation, and I became a teacher of TM in 1976. So... We, were, we banded together with Barry Bostwick and Merv Griffin and Clint Eastwood and Mike Love from the Beach Boys and various other celebrities who um, are meditators, and we started this little organization, and it ran its course. Um, we taught meditation. I taught meditation to we're several people. You, John. Hmm? John, we're listening. Uh, can you hear me now? Hello? Oh, can I can hear. I, microphone? Oh, oh, Taz, it's I'm, you. I'm here. Okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> All right, 
I thought, oh, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was on your it was on your end, Taz, because I could barely hear you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So that was basically another milestone that was apparently pointing uh, me in the direction of of the uh, of the um, of, of gate. <laughs> wow. So. So I I see that there's some people. Um, that I've looked at recently that they have like music that connects to uh, health issues or supporting the body, making yes. conditions and things like that. Yes. And um, so I suspect that you know when you were working with music, how did that how did that work with you? Oh, you're okay, cutting out. Okay, she's cutting out. Yeah. Do you want to call back in, Taz? Yeah, let me call back in. Okay. 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 Do you, do you, did you happen to hear her question? It was about healing with uh, music, but uh, we'll wait till she calls back in. Okay. okay. I, I think she, probably I, mean, I would ask this. Is that, um, are you bringing in people like that? Uh, oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, I believe that some of the performers we had at Gate 2 like Lily Hayden, um, you know, definitely uh, produce a type of music that to me inspires and uplifts and heals. Um, And it's their intention that their music should be that. So the intention with their artistry um, combining, I think, does create a, a, a style or a type of music that embodies that healing vibration. And and we will have more more people like that uh, at at Gate Three in February as well. Okay, Taz, this is a test. <laughs> Are you there? I'm here. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just seeing how you sound. You sound good now. Uh, whoop. Okay. Uh, well, if anybody wants to listen uh, to the program, they can back and listen. Uh, it is re- pre. It is recorded live here. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, get your answer, you know. Wow. What was the question? Because I just so, guessed at your question. <laughs> well, I, I there's a couple people that, that I've experienced here lately that really have, like, music that brings in the capability of working. Oh, it's just this is just an example. Um, you know, they have a migraine headache, and the music will release that migraine. And um, you know, it's just really transformational for the people to be able to use this kind of technique. And um, like the individual, the artist herself has been um, uh, privy to receiving the information and using her her mixing board and et cetera to create this music. It's really incredible. Yeah. So, um, you know, that I was just kind of thinking, you know, you said you were involved with music and that was, that it was, um, you know, an experience for you that, that you had, um, that kind of led you forward. Yes. Yes. Well, um, truth be told, if I had my way, um, I would be involved with music, uh, as my livelihood but um, that wasn't in the cards for me, I guess. And so I remain an avid listener of, um, you know, all forms and genres of music, but it just wound up, it ended up not being a, uh, a career path for me. But look, you know, this, this category of music called New Age music, you know, I, I, while I no longer relate to the term New Age, um, the, the bottom line is there are, um, and I, I happen to be on a Grammy committee for New Age music, um, and every year we hear hundreds of artists um, who submit their material to the Grammys in this category, and there, there, there are amazing musicians out there whose works are specifically intended and created to impart peace and interconnection uh, and harmony and so forth. Um, I think probably more than any other art form, music has that capability. Um, it doesn't require words. I mean, a different kind of words, yes, but it doesn't require words to convey um, inner meaning. Um, and it kind of cuts through the, the dross of the intellect and, and, and the chattering of the mind and just stills the, can, can, can go a long way toward helping us become very, very silent. So um, I think that's the healing power of music in, in, in one sense. Well, you're exposed to the cutting edge. I mean, for all these new artists that are coming in, you 
are right there and you're able to listen to them. That's great. Yeah. So um, I could see so many different facets that, that and directions that this could go. Mm-hmm. It must be hard for you to... Um, <laughs> <laughs> She's not laughing already. No, no, I, I'm just thinking about myself. I, I get, you know, I get interested in so many different things, and then you, yeah. you, you lose your focus. So I would say, in what you're doing, it's really hard to, to become focused and not to go out too far. You know, not to grow well, too fast. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's. You, you've really hit upon something that's really close to me right now. And I, I, I want to share uh, an experience that I had recently. And, you know, there's an old adage, and I love this adage, and I've tried to live by it as, as best as I can, sometimes more successfully, uh, oftentimes less successfully. Um, and that adage is never confuse motion or activity with progress. It's one thing, you know, to tread water. It's quite another to swim around the pond or the ocean. And um, I find oftentimes that um, I catch myself uh, getting involved with, you know, could be a person or an organization or a company or a situation or an idea that really doesn't serve to further progress but may in fact impede it. And so I've, I've, I've been practicing to be a bit more mindful, a bit more discerning and discriminating uh, in the positive sense of, of that word, um, you know, about how I use my time throughout the day uh, because it's really all we have in a sense. In another sense, that's an illusion, but we won't even go there today. But um, <laughs> uh, the uh, – and so – uh, recently, I, I discovered, you know, and I, I'll bear one of my, my personal weaknesses. Um, I have had a hard time saying no to people. Um, somebody comes to me with a project and they need help, and I, I really like that person and I like their project and they, they, they want my assistance. So I, I say yes. But I discovered that I had overextended myself, I had overcommitted myself, and I wasn't keeping my word. I wasn't doing what I was, what I was saying I was going to do. Um, not intentionally, but just because there was so much going on in addition to, you know, everything else. Um, meaning my work with visioneering and gate and wisdom culture, uh, plus all of these other, you know, projects I had taken on, of which there were almost 40. And so I decided uh, a few weeks ago to pull back, um, give myself more space, and I, I discontinued you know, my work with all of those other projects in order to give myself that space, and I'm being much more careful with my time now, more guarded about my time, and this is, necess- this is a necessity um, given the fact that what, what you just pointed out, that there is so much to do with gate and with visioneering and with wisdom culture that um, it's it's hard to think about taking on, you know, any more at this point. And I don't know about you, but time is going so quickly, so fast, yes. that it, it doesn't seem like I get as much done as I used to. I don't know why, but it's just, it's a strange um, time right now to be able to focus. Yes, it, it is. <laughs> and, you know, um, I don't know, um, there was a wonderful book written by uh, Stefan Rekshoffen, who founded the Omega uh, Institute in New York. Uh, the book was called Time Shifting. And it came out many years ago, and I, I think it's still available. But I remember this one section in the book that spoke about island time. And, you know, you, you, when you go away on a vacation, it's a true vacation, uh, you wake up in the morning and, you know, the days can seem like they just go on forever, like there's so much time available because we are relaxed, we are silent, and we are mindfully focused. And then we come back to the city, to urban life, let's say, and we're multitasking, and maybe we're trying to do two or three or four or five or six things at the same time every minute of the day. And it feels like the more we do, the faster time goes, and uh, the less we get done, the less fulfillment we feel from it. 
And I have a, uh, my experience is that by slowing down, by creating space within and around ourselves, um, by being mindfully focused on you know, one's true priorities, whatever those happen to be, that time tends to slow down. Um, psychologically, it, it feels that way, and it feels like the days the days grow longer, and that there is time to do what we want to do. And at the end of the day, I feel a much more complete sense of fulfillment than I do when I'm multitasking and speeding through the day and not really being aware of what I'm doing, but just like I said, it's it's almost it's almost like a, um, I'm, I'm just going through the motions, but not really applying awareness to any of it. Being mindful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, it certainly has been, um, for me, over the last uh, couple months or so, I, too, have experienced this, and it's really interesting where I finally just decided, okay, I no, no longer will take my lunch to the computer. <laughs> yeah. I will go and sit down in the chair and... Um, visit with my spouse during that period of time and really enjoy that moment oh, you know, of, of eating and nourishing your body you know, and really slowing down and taking that time out. So yes. it's really important to do that. And it feels much better, too. It does. It does. Um, yeah, and I, I think that's something that um, our culture, you know, when you go to Europe, it's, it's, it's quite a bit uh, or it can be a very different story people in Europe will take long lunches, you know, an hour and a half, two hours long, um, and they will enjoy the company of uh, maybe their significant others or, a, you know, team of coworkers, and they'll talk about everything from, from the arts to politics and culture. And it's, it's very vibrant and very uh, vital. And um, I think this is something we can learn not only from uh, even you know cultures in Europe, but but certainly the indigenous peoples all around the world had this understanding, I think, and somehow we've gotten so far removed from it, and I believe it's taking uh, you know its toll on us in terms of our psychological and our physical and even our spiritual health. I know, and it's uh, like you said, you felt your ideas came from within. Yeah, you have to be you have to be quiet and still to be able to allow that. Yeah, you do. And, you know, even these days um, regarding gait, I, I, you know, I still myself, you know, several times throughout the week um, to listen, basically, just to listen and see if there's anything emerging that I need to be aware of. Um, sometimes I ask for guidance. Uh, you know, we may be facing a, a, a situation and I'm not quite sure how to um, deal with it. So, again, I just get quiet and I listen. And, you know, sometimes it comes and sometimes it doesn't. Uh, sometimes it comes while I'm sleeping. And I wake up in the middle of the night and I keep a little recorder next to my bed and I record whatever, you know, thought the thought is that I think I should keep uh, in, on that little recorder and revisit it in the morning. And uh, a lot of times it's been very, very useful. So I think we just have to pay more attention to how we experience life. And I, I like, sometimes you don't get an answer right away, but you just like, you put it out there and just yeah. allow it to come in on its own time. That's right. Yep. So um, you have an amazing amount of things on your plate, and it looks like you're handling it well. Like what I mentioned at the beginning of the show is when we saw you at the event, it, there was so much going on, but you were still calm and you were peaceful from yeah. within. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, uh, that that is our natural state. I believe that is everyone's natural state. Um, and when, uh, you know, I, I think over the years I've learned to, um, how shall I put it, disassociate the mind from uh, any kind of reaction that dissipates um, that silence. So... Um, you know, over over the years I've learned, okay, don't get too entangled with any of this. Just watch these. Everything that's happening is like a wave on the ocean. It rises, it falls. It rises, it falls. And um, yet, it, and what it, the, the, the cool thing about that experience 
is that it allows you to be present with the person or the people that you're with. And you can stay focused on them. Your mind isn't racing back and forth. Um, I, I know sometimes when I go to these entertainment and media events and I'm, I'm trying to have a conversation with somebody, they're, they're, instead of staying present with me and staying focused on our conversation, you can tell that their minds are very active, I would say agitated. And they're looking over my shoulder to see who else is there, and they're kind of listening in on another conversation, and they're not truly being present with you. And you can feel that. You can see that. And, you know, to, to me, um, you know, it's distracting, and uh, it, it does injustice to both, you know, people in, in that, you know, communication. Uh, so I, I thank you for saying that. And, um, you know, if, if anybody ever catches me, uh, you know, doing that, um, please bring my attention to it. I, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we all <laughs> have done that at one time in our lives. But yeah. it's it's good to um, be aware that you... You should be, in conversation, you should be present. Yes. And then the conversation doesn't have to go as long. Because <laughs> yeah. everybody... Yes. So, um, uh, is there, can you uh, share with us what you, some of the people you may have for your Newgate event next February? Yes. We're actually going to be making an announcement. I had hoped to make it um, in... Uh, uh, well, probably in about a week and a half or so, but I'll, I'll definitely share a few people with you right now. Of course, I mentioned um, Eckhart Tolle and Jim Carrey, and Louis Anderson, the comedian, will also be returning. Heather Ray, who is a wonderful filmmaker, who made a film called Frozen River and also a documentary about John Trudell, uh, the Native American activist, will be joining us. Kent Nurburn, who's written many, many books, including Simple Truths, uh, which is one of Eckhart Tolle's favorite books, will be joining us. Uh, Dan Millman will be joining us. Uh, again, Dwayne Elgin will come back again. Um, we have Amy Dominey of the Dominey Social Index Funds. We have um, uh, an acting coach <coughs> excuse me, who coaches some of the up-and-coming names in Hollywood, and has written a book called At Left Brain, Turn Right. Uh, his name is Anthony Mindell, and um, he's going to share some really interesting knowledge with us. Uh, Stephen McNamara, who plays Raga Guitar, uh, which, is out, which is just incredible. Um, if, if people have never heard it, um, it's quite, quite wonderful. Um, um, Alex Cuba, another musician, a Latin American musician uh, from Cuba, uh, Grammy winner, and uh, uh, his music is just just gorgeous. Uh, Reverend Michael Beckwith will be with us, um, but he's going to do something very different uh, than be you know who he normally is. He's actually going to do a stand-up comedy routine. So uh, that'll be something a little bit. I mean, he's humorous uh, just generally, but um, now it will be with intention. Um, and we have we have so many others. We have a lot of great surprises, um, uh, which I won't mention right now. Uh, we also have Shasta the whale, um, which is a forty thousand pound whale carved out of a redwood tree uh, that will be coming down from Mount Shasta on a flatbed truck and joining us at Gate, um, wow. which is going to be really really spectacular. We're probably going to have a couple people performing from uh, the flatbed uh, truck that Shasta sits on. Um, there will be art exhibits. We have some poets, including Roger um, Houston will be coming, um, and uh, many, many others. So it's going to be pretty amazing. Another, another amazing event. Yep, yep. Yes. Very so exciting. The list goes on. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, and again, we're trying to introduce people to... Uh, new names, new faces, uh, again, of people who are, you know, part of our community but are not household names, but they're, they're, they're at the leading edge. And um, I believe much more interesting than, you know, kind of just rehashing the same old material over and over again that, you know, tends to happen at conferences and events these days. And, and we have that with our, our radio show, too. I mean, we yeah. are always looking for something new because it's, 
seems like it's the same old thing over and over again. So yeah, yeah, so yeah. It's refreshing. I think people are. Yeah, I bet you know. Here lately, I've seen a lot of things come across my desk that are really mind expanding. It really does bring in a new energy. Um, it's a vibration that you can tell these people have have had exciting times creating what they created. And, Absolutely. Um, and we can bring it forth to our listening audience. Uh, you know, it's hard to stand still sometimes, and you must be the same way, John, when you see some of this stuff. It's wonderful, yeah. Well, and by the way, if 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 any if anybody comes to mind that you'd like to share with us and have us consider for um, you know for as being a gate presenter or performer, we're 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 very open to it. Um, we we like it when people recommend people for us. And you know, um, I, I you know here's another interesting way of of of, of expressing all of this media diet. What is your media diet? It's something that we speak about at gate. <laughs> Whatever we experience, we metabolize, we take it in. And so we want people to become more mindful of, you know, what books are you reading? What movies are you watching? What television programs? Um, what sort of arts are you taking advantage of to inspire yourself and to nourish and elevate yourself? Um, even what websites do you visit? Uh, you know, we 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 want people to become more mindful of their media diets as they are of their their nutritional diets it's a different type of nutrition but it's 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 no less important and um we're, we're at some point next year we're unveiling a new website it's kind of a social media website called what is your media diet and we want people to share um their what what are, what what are you currently reading? What newspaper? Where do you get your news from? What newspapers? What magazines? What radio programs? Uh, et cetera, et cetera. So we can share with one another um, a lot of interesting uh, uh, media and entertainment resources that some of us may not be aware of. Yeah, John, something just hit me right now, and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, uh, almost creating gate like a school where you have these different rooms and these people that have incredible gifts would come maybe yes. giving one day of themselves to people that would be in a room of maybe 10 or 15 that they would be able to experience a new way to paint or a new way to look at poetry or something with Well, you're, you're, you're being prescient now because uh, uh, not long ago, maybe three, four, five months ago, um, we were having a, a board meeting and somebody asked me, you know, if somebody donated uh, a substantial sum of money, you know, six figures, seven figures, what would we do with it? And I said we would buy a building so we could be so self-sufficient, and we would have classrooms, and we would have screening rooms, and we would have performance rooms, and they would be big enough to accommodate classes as well as public performances. We would have a studio um, for making movies or, or television pilots or programming, uh, performance studios for musicians and poets and art studios and uh, everything. And what we would do is bring together professionals who are transformationally oriented and the top of their game in each of these um, categories to to interact with students and with others. Um, and that's what I, I would really, really love to see happen. One, another program at GATE is also um, exciting to me. It's called Creativity, Imagination, and Story. And it's a curriculum uh, we want to develop um, for children and young adults to teach them about creativity, imagination, and story so that they become the enlightened storytellers of tomorrow that, that help assist the culture. And so I'm very excited about that kind of program as well. That would even be My good for old adults. <laughs> well, the, you know, right now what we have is the Gate Transformational Story Conference. So... Anyone who attends that um, this coming, you know, in, in this coming February, um, they will they will um, experience many filmmakers and artists and poets and others who will share with them uh, their perspectives and their their knowledge about making stories and telling stories and sharing stories. So it's it's I mean, story in a specifically transformational story is at the core of every single entertainment media and arts offering it's at the core of every single one 
So even if it's an expression like music, there's a story behind it that inspired that work. Um, you know, obviously every painting, there's a story behind every painting. Stories, we tell ourselves stories every day. It's what we're doing right now. So we need to learn to tell a different type of story, a transformational story, if we want to help birth more transformation in the world. Well, that's a perfect ending. We're out of time. Uh, let's give out your website one more time so people yeah. can... Uh... It's gatecommunity.org. That's G-A-T-E, community.org. And tickets are on sale now for uh, both events. There's a, there are links on our website. And if you want to become a volunteer um, or if you want to participate as a presenter or a performer at a gate event, uh, the applications for both of those are also on our website. John, well, thank, thank you, you so much. For all the inspiration. Thank you. I appreciate the opportunity, and you guys are doing fantastic work, and, and I thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Have a great productive day. <laughs> you too. Bye-bye. Okay.